Hello, and welcome back to Mortals and Portals, a Pathfinder Real Play Podcast. I'm your host, Dan GM, Zach, and joining me at the table is... Adam, and I play Jules, an Azerketty Bard. I'm Joel, and I play Dax, a Cobalt Rogue. Ryan, I am Ryu, a Tiefling Magus. Karen, and I play Waltz, a Human Champion. Great job, everyone. Uh, last time on Mortals and Portals, uh, Joel killed Dunadas. Yeah, yep. that's what he did. Yeah, I remember Dude. that. You guys remember? Dude. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Dude. You're out. <laughs> you're out. It did have to be and done. And no one's so, ever going to find out. Yeah. For Digsby's crew. It's his dirty little scene. You, you had Dune to say, on second thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait, wait. There is a whole different way we could go about this. <laughs> oh, wait. I just realized oh. I dreamed that whole thing where I thought I could turn it into a nuke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. Yeah, so Dax had to make a tough decision where he had to basically kill Dunadas because just one more reminder, Dunadas knows how to turn the Arcanor into what is essentially a nuke, and Sindor knows that he knows how to do that, and Dunadas thinks that that's why Sindor brought him here. So Dunadas thought it'd be safer after thinking about it in his head over and over again to just make sure that that information dies with him so neither Sindor or anyone he's aligned with can use Dunadas' knowledge to create this weapon and Dunadast already feeling responsible for what he's done with the Arcanor in the first place did not want that to happen and this was his sacrifice his contribution to making sure Sindor does not succeed so Dax took out this very special poison it's called Frithator which means peaceful poison Meanwhile, Waltz is preparing for his fight against Boric to become leader of the Drake Knights, so he's somewhat reluctantly challenging him because he had a vision when Boric killed his foe and became the leader that all of Scalekeep, Nisserine perhaps, was destroyed, so he feels that he needs to correct that course of action by ensuring he is not the leader and stepped up to challenge him. And then at the same time, we had Ryu and Jules fresh off exploding a boat in Kurapan and Ryu killing, I don't know, dozens of Drake Knights. Um, they started to regroup, try and get on Smith, and just as they're about to do that, guess what? Desmar showed up. The Desert Drake, who is in Gainmar, which is on the other side of the river from Pegos, because if you recall, Kurapan is built right on the intersection of those two regions. So Desmar has left his desert climate and has come into Pegos to kill Jules and Ryu, it would seem. And that is where we ended our session. So that is where we'll start our session with oh, great. Jules and Ryu. Woo! So if you recall, <laughs> Desmar just came out of the sand. He is sailing over the river. He's a little bit of a ways off. Jules, you're about 30-ish feet from Ryu. Ryu still has some straggling Drake Knights. Both of you just cleared much of them out with Jules' wave and Ryu's gale blast. And Smith is a little bit ways off as well. So you're still a little bit scattered. Still got to get your bearings. And there are still some Drake Knights nearby. And they say, Restrain that hippogriff. They're going to try and escape. Right on it. And two of them are going to run up to Smith. And they're going to try and grapple Smith. So we'll see how that goes (laughs) together. All right. So one of them like runs up to grapple Smith. And Smith kicks him in the chest. And he stumbles back. At the same time, another one is jumping on Smith's back, trying to restrain him as well. And Smith shakes back and forth, bursts his wings out, casts the Drake Knight off to the side and lets out a shriek. And another Drake Knight is going to run up to Ryu and also try and grapple Ryu. Hey, 
and fails. So Ryo, you just sort of duck under his arms as he tries to clasp them around you, and then he's going to try and trip you. Tripping a blind man is shameful. That's <laughs> pretty, pretty rude. What's your reflex DC, Ryo? Plus seven, so seventeen. All right, he got an eighteen. So Ryo, you're feeling frantic. You hear Desmar coming. The last time you faced a Drake, you got kidnapped. And you just hear Smith behind you, and you're very exhausted, and you turn around to start to run, and lost your bearings for a moment, not sensing all the auras with Desmar distracting you, and the Drake Knight sticks his foot out, and you trip on it and slide in the snow in front of him. (laughs) I hate the snow. And another Drake Knight, who is covered with some water that splashed off of Jules' wave, shakes his hair back and forth, and says, I'm guessing you're not on our side. And he's going to pull out his little axe and start running up to you and try and make an attack. Does a 17 hit you? No. I picture you doing, like, in Loki, Tom Hiddleston, where he, like, flips his hair back every time he dodges something. I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys have talked about shit. But you have your, your wet seaweed hair, and you flip it back, and water splashes <laughs> off right as you dodge his swing. And that'll take us to Ryu. They're like, oh, he's so handsome. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, he's beautiful. (laughs) My goodness. So having the last thing that happened was Jules coming up and helping Rhea out, take out a bunch of Drake Knights. My one-track mind, I think, is still going a bit here, despite the fact that he thinks his Drake is on its way. Um, Knowing that he's beaten a Drake before, knowing that it only took Jules, Dax, (laughs) and Waltz to take out a Drake, I think... Ryu's maybe thinking that he could potentially oh, still handle no. this situation. <laughs> I was worried this would happen. <laughs> First off, peeved that I just got tripped by a Drake Knight. Sorry, uh, I I'm my... picturing this like meme I always see where it's like a barbarian with waiting for the dragon to land, and it's just some guy with like a baseball bat like reared up. Where you're like, oh, the Drake's coming. Let me just whack him with my sword when he comes right up to me. Here, run into this. Uh, I turn my head back towards Jules and I say, great timing, Jules. You can help me take out the rest of these Drake Knights. You start with those ones. And I point to the ones closest to him and I say, I'll start with this one. And I'll point to the one that tripped me. He's looking down at you. (laughs) I'll take take an action to get up. And then... (laughs) Just kind of stand up in front of him. (laughs) I want to say I still have my spell strike um, because I I remember getting it back and I don't think I used it again. So I want to spell strike the guy that just trip me with my gouging claw okay not a great roll 14 that misses so you raise to your feet some snow falls off of you after you're literally explaining in front of this guy that you're gonna kill him and that jules is gonna kill the other ones then you like look back at him and you go to swing your sword and this is where you once again realize just how exhausted you are from how long you've been fighting and you're sort of surprised that your strike wasn't as fast as you thought it would be, and he is able to block it. And he goes, <laughs> Looks like you're out of time. I'll breathe like a heavy breath, like you said, realizing how fatigued I am. Turn back to Jules again and say, Jules, any other day I think I could take all these Drake Knights and that Drake that's on its way, but maybe let's get out of here. What? I can't hear you from <laughs> over here. You're going to have to talk louder. Another roar echoes across Kurapan. Jules, you turn your head again and see Desmar fast approaching. He is clearly larger than all the other drakes you've seen. And some of that you thought was deceptive because he's like far away, but you just see him growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And that'll take us to Jules. 
Am I preoccupied with any Drake Knights around me? There's just right one now? in front of you. Just the one? Okay, first I'd like to punch him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, he's wiping the water out of his eyes from when you flipped your hair. <laughs> Stop with the sprinkles. Uh, I love it. You scallywag. He's got salt in his eyes. Uh, 22. <laughs> that hits. Four damage. All right. You punch him square in the nose. He kind of holds his nose like, oh, c- come on. We're using weapons here. Ah. And then I'm going to just run towards Ryu. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm going to punch him and then ah, I'll just sprint. <laughs> Whatever. I'll run to Ryu and say, Ryu, we just, we have to leave. What are we doing? We can't waste any more time with these stupid Drake Knights. Hey. What? Not stupid. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your, hair, your seaweed hair looks great, by the way. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. I'll punch that guy now. Okay. It's <laughs> 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 a 21. <laughs> it's... <laughs> <laughs> and another four damage. Oh, ah, jeez. Oh, I take it back. Your head looks stupid. <laughs> just grab Ryu's wrist. And I don't know like how far away we were from each other at the start of my turn. He was 20 feet away. Okay. I guess I'll end my turn kind of grabbing Ryu's wrist. You hear the Drake Knights yell? If they get away, Sindor's going to kill us all. Right. And they're all going to try and just jump on you guys, essentially, and restrain you. As you try and close the distance to Smith. Bring it on. What is your fortitude, DC? Plus seven. All right. So as you try and run off with Ryu, you feel an arm grab onto the top of your shoulder and sort of grab onto your billowy pirate shirt and hold you back. You're not going anywhere. Let go of me, you fop doodle. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Quite certain all these are made up. (laughs) <laughs> a fop doodle I think for our listeners smash the keyboard <laughs> is a mindless person a fool or a simpleton I remember my teachers using that a lot in high school <laughs> <laughs> and as he has you restrained the one that you just punched is like rubbing his eyes and he goes oh, let me have a shot at him and while you're restrained the guy kind of spins your shoulder around to make you face him and then he's going to try and punch you in the face okay <laughs> And you are flat-footed, so you have minus two (laughs) AC, and he rolls a 19. Does that hit you? That hits. (laughs) As you spin around, you get punched square in the nose. How's it feel? Oh, Oh, that really hurt. Good. Wait, how much damage did you say I take? Three damage. Okay. And then another one's going to run up and try and grapple Ryu, and he nat 20s. Ah, why are they suddenly rolling well? <laughs> yeah, it's like all that. It all uh, built up to this. So Ryu, he sprints up and basically linebacker tackles you in the waist to the ground and is like on top of you, like pinning your arms down. <coughs> Not so strong now, are you? <sighs> and that'll take us to Smith. Smith is going to run up to the group, specifically to the Drake Knight. On top of Ryu, lets out a massive shriek. The Drake Knight turns his head. Oh, oh no! Uh, uh, I'm sorry! I'm sorry! And he is going to slash at him with his talons. Get him, Smith. Twice. And this massive claw just comes across and tears across this Drake Knight's face and flings him off of Ryu. He flies about 10 feet and just slides through the snow with a trail of blood. And. Smith unfurls his wings, standing magnificently over Ryu. a boy. And that'll take us to Ryu. 
who is now no longer restrained, conveniently. Okay, sweet. Yeah, thanks, Sniff. So <laughs> I, I'm just super ticked off now, and I just want to like, I'm assuming Jules is within five feet of me, right? Yes. But I'm just like so angry at this point. I'm just gonna blast out my aura, cast Gale Blast, shove anyone around me that fails their fortitude save. <laughs> Including Jules and <laughs> Smith. Exactly. I'm just ticked off. <laughs> Enough! Okay, Jules, roll a fortitude save. <laughs> uh, 12. Right. Smith oh, failed too. <laughs> so, uh, let me roll for the Drake Knights as well. Oh, gosh. Okay, everybody failed. Well happen, you know? <laughs> Ryu stands oh up well and, done. and does like the Dragon Ball Z, like fists clenched down at his side while he looks skyward and lets out a yell. It forms a crater in the snow around him as everyone around him is thrown back five feet. Drake Knight, Smith, Jules, everyone. And with my last action then, I want to just try to do Jules a solid here so that he can maybe do something to get us out of here on his turn, and I just want to make sure that whatever Drake Knight is nearest to him can't do as well on his turn, essentially. So I want to try to demoralize after blasting out this ore and pushing everyone aside, and I'll call out, Leave us alone! Uh, uh, he's crawling out of the snow. This guy is an endless pit of energy! And that'll take us to Jules. Uh, I will run to Ryu, grab his wrist again, and then drag him over and push him up onto Smith. And real quick, technically you did take damage from the Gale Blast. Two. Whose side are you on? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <Dead> now? <laughs> okay. And so does Smith and the Drake Knights. Yep. Good job. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Is friendly fire on? Uh, only one way to find out. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Zach, I do have that setting turned off oh, okay. on Path Builder, so yeah. it doesn't count. Um, so, Ryu, are you going to resist me pushing you up onto Smith? No, I think I'm for this at this point. Okay, cool, cool. Excellent. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make this like, more no, complicated no. than it has already been. Uh, and I, So I'll put him on first, and then I will get on the back end and kick Smith's uh, butt. <laughs> All right, give <laughs> like me with my legs. an animal handling check with a plus four circumstance bonus. All right. Then that is a 13. All right. So you hop up onto Smith. You see Smith looking over his shoulder, eyes bugging out of his head. You follow his gaze and see Desmar. A cloud of snow is forming beneath him as the mass and power of his wings is kicking up snow. His eyes are dead set on the three of you. You give Smith a kick with not a lot of control and you can sense fear in Smith he sort of kicks off the snow and frantically flaps his wings wobbling back and forth and as you look over your shoulder you see Desmar his scales illuminating a bright blue Uh-oh. Uh, and he unleashes a cloud of sand that is charged with electrical energy that flies towards you all the drake knights what no ah, it's gonna hit us <laughs> and you all take <laughs> off into the sky as it hits the ground and erupts oh, in an explosion of electricity yes. and vaporizes a bunch of drake knights turning Jeez. them into skeletons instantly singeing the feathers of smith as he takes off to the sky and Desmar corrects his course and sails after you. And with that, we'll cut over to uh, Waltz. Dang it. Wait, Jules, I changed my mind. I think I can take them. 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. So, Waltz, just a reminder, you have stepped up on to this platform to challenge Boric. You feel if you fail, it leads to death for many people. Oh, yeah. At least Dixby's crew. Maybe you guys would fail. Boric has just shoved the goblin that was sort of orchestrating this encounter out of the way, eager to fight you. He is trudging towards you. He is massive, shirtless, just covered in hair. He has boar tusks sticking out of his mouth, just a big, thick brow and massive muscles lumbering towards you, holding his maul like it's a child's toy. Can you roll me initiative? Yes. Ooh, nat one on initiative. Oh, no. Whoopsies. It got the nat one out of the way, though. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Taryn, can you roll me a percentage die for your nat one? 35. All right. And also, I wanted to say this at the start of this episode. I keep forgetting, but all of you get a hero point because there's a lot at stake right now. And I know that hero points so far have just been re-roll and still fail, but you all get a hero point again. So I just a reminder. I forgot I had mine. I still have two as well. Yeah. Two? Oh, you never used yours? Well, you can have two. Yeah. I no probably winner. should have used it during that encounter, but I forgot I had it since somebody wouldn't let me play. <laughs> all right. So what I've decided will be the consequence for this nat one. You are going to be flat-footed for this round. <gasps> oh. So, Waltz, you see this beastkin boar man lumbering towards you. You hear the crowd cheering. Your heart is pounding. You are thinking how you're going to go through with this, actually kill this person if it's the right thing to do. But at the same time, you know if you don't take this seriously, then you might die and then your vision will come true, perhaps. And while you're thinking of all this, before you know it, Boric is in front of you with a maul above his head, letting out a roar and swinging downward. Oh, no. Does a 26 hit you? Sure does. (laughs) Good start. Good start. So he lets out a loud roar as the maul comes swinging down. You're in Everstance stance, so you raise your shield, and it bashes hard against your shield. The shield slams backwards and hits you in the face, hits you in the chest. You still feel its power beat against your bones, your muscles. You just feel exhausted just from absorbing that one hit. And he says, slower than I thought. And he looks like he doesn't respect you at this point and throws his maul back up on his shoulder and just with his offhand is going to try and push you almost to make a mockery of you in front of everyone. Does an 18 beat your fortitude, DC? Negative. All right, so you shake your head back and forth, realize that this is do or die, and this fight has started. You cannot afford to be dwelling on what you have to do, and you push back with your shield as he pushes, meeting his force and offsetting his shove, but you still realize that he was kind of lazily doing that with one arm, and you're getting a glimpse of just how strong he is. And it is your turn. And did you say how much damage I took? Oh, sorry. You took nine damage. So is that offset with your shield? That offsets. uh, So I would take zero damage. But as Waltz goes to pick his shield back up, he realizes it's now broken. Oh, Oh, dang. Nice. Whoopsies. Ooh, gonna have to use your sword for once, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Will he do it? You hear, oh no, Waltz, your shield. (laughs) Glorms in the crowd on Whisk's shoulders. Come on, Waltz, you can do it! <laughs> yeah, I guess for the first time, Waltz is pretty scared right now. 
um, less for himself and if he might die, but more for the consequences that would occur if he were to die in this battle and Borg were to stay the leader of the Drake Knights. So he's definitely breathing pretty heavy. Um, and I'll just try and slow down that breathing from and he'll take one final breath in, drop his shield, and pull out his long sword. And I'll go ahead and try and attack Boric with the long sword. Oh man, using your sword. Wow. Haven't done this since your origin episode. Haven't What's done it in a sword? while, dude. I would like to use my hero point. Uh oh. Right. <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> now one loses his shield, burns his hero I point. <laughs> I went from a five to a two. <laughs> <laughs> no, your points are the worst. <laughs> Change your dice. All right, so Waltz goes to this swing and rolls a uh, eleven. All Did right. you pay for the higher dice roll DLC by chance? <laughs> I guess uh, not. <laughs> pay to win. I'm running a pay to win campaign. If you pay me five dollars, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Waltz, you go to swing your sword, and Boric. Again, with one arm, his heavy maul raises it like it's nothing, giving him an extremely long reach, and he doesn't swing it. He just pokes your shoulder with it and pushes you out of reach with your sword as you swipe at air, and he laughs. <laughs> uh, and just tackle, uh, or attempt to tackle Boric. So oh, if you just said you tackled him, him, then I would have had no choice, but I guess since you're going to attempt, oh. I'll make you roll for it. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> you could give him a zero point back. So you're going to try and shove him. Yeah, right. got it. <laughs> All right, I rolled a 16. All right, All you right. run up frustrated, ducking under his extended maul while you have him exposed a little bit, and you go to push him in the chest, and you make direct contact, and he doesn't budge at all. Oh. And he looks down at your drool coming off of his boar-like tusks. <laughs> and that'll take us to Boric. Boric looks down at you as you're looking up. I picture, like, I don't know if anyone's seen the original Brawly, where Goku does this massive <laughs> Kamehameha into Brawly at point blank, and he's just looking down at him, and Goku's like, <laughs> like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I like how often we're just like, uh, have you seen this movie? This is what I want to do from that movie. <laughs> you know, there's at least one person <laughs> that's seen all the movies we reference, and I'm like, dude, uh, yes, I get it. Exactly that, yes. <laughs> all right, so he is going to shove you back to get you away from him a little bit, and does a 21 beat your fortitude DC? Yes, it does. Oh, sure so does. he one-arm shoves back. you with his offhand that doesn't have the maul in it, and you stumble back five feet, and you realize he's not running at you to close the distance yet and he says you must not know me boy i fought in the pits of garta if that didn't cure me you surely won't and he lumbers forward and is going to swing his maul again at you oh no and an 11 does not hit you i'm assuming so you feel like you understand the speed of his attacks now from the first one and as he charges it up over his head telegraphing his movement you wait until he starts his downward swing and sidestep and it bashes onto the ground of the stage and cracks some of the wood and you hear the crowd gasp. <gasps> and that'll take us back to you, Waltz. 
Dear GM Zacharnesti, I just want to get a lay of the land. Can you give me what my battlefield looks like? Um, any debris that's in the way? If there's any ropes? What the stage looks like? Yeah, you're in the center of a 25 by 25 feet wooden stage, and it's just a wooden platform with a crowd around okay. it. Okay, so there's nothing around me that I can use. No, Mr. Improvise. Looks like you have to fight this guy with your weapon. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally a waltz thing though to be like this is a good Sounds time like to anything look else around. i can do <laughs> yeah sounds like um, one v one combat i yeah. don't really, i don't want to use one of my actions for that though i mean you saw um, the stage enough like plenty of times so okay okay yeah waltz will attack him again with his long sword do it he's gonna give him a swing and try and and try and kill him that's is what you should be doing <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> i think you might have to roll God it. uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> 16 that hits really oh, yeah. yeah so you notice yeah. he's not really wearing much armor he's just shirtless and he's big and meaty and fairly slow and you hit him 6 damage alright so you go to slash your sword outward letting out a yell as you swing and you just graze across his bare chest and you see a slash and a cut slowly form and some blood trickled down. You know you made contact. Waltz will take a sigh of relief, thinking that he maybe has gained a little bit of confidence in finding his rhythm a little bit. Um, quick question for the GM, Zachary If I were to take out a different weapon, do I have the um, deduction from a subsequent attack with a different weapon? Yes, you do. Unless that weapon has uh, the like agile trait in which case your reduction would be a little bit less but it also takes an action to like pull out another weapon so right and you'd have to drop that weapon if you don't want to stow it and then pick it up and all that stuff so waltz is going to attack him again with his long sword so i rolled a uh 13 that misses so you see him looking down at this cut sort of puzzled that you actually landed a hit on him and then he snaps to as you're swinging again and just sort of swipes your arm to the side as you kind of stumble forward, missing your sword strike. Uh, I'll try and grapple him again. Okay. Finally, I got a nat 20. Let's go. Nice. (sighs) All right, I won. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so on a critical success of a grapple, your target is restrained until the end of your next turn. So as long as you maintain restraining him. So you can basically have a whole turn to... Like, talk to him or something if you want, or whatever. So, yeah, you breathe heavily, realizing that your sword isn't as effective as you may have hoped, and you're just filled with this anxious energy, and you run forward and tackle <laughs> Boric, pinning his arms to his side, and have restrained him. And you hear, yeah, get him, Waltz! Oh, wow, he's so strong! <laughs> so you have him restrained until the end of your next turn. Unless you okay. move or your target escapes. So let's see if he escapes. <laughs> Does a 26 beat your athletics DC? Yes. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's, that's a yes. So you have it his sure arms does. to his side and you look up at him and he's looking down at you and the blood is running down his chest and he goes, oh, You're going to pay for that one. You see a vein form on his forehead. His muscles flare and his arms erupt outwards breaking free of your constraints and he enters a rage as he picks the maul up over his head and we're gonna cut to Dex. Jeez. Thank goodness. 
So Dax, your head is hung low as you step out of Dunadast's cell. Not wanting to look back, you simply look down at the empty vial in your hand. Dax is thinking about everything that's led to this. And the longer he thinks about it, the angrier he gets. He fled Dracus for a simpler life. He he wanted to, to settle down, to stop having to be on the run all the time. Of course, since he's been here, it's been nothing but chaos. And the people he has finally allowed himself to care about have been put in situations. All because of Sindor. And so he's really starting to grow bitter and angry. So what starts is sadness, and as Dax is looking down at the empty vial in his hand, he'll just kind of squeeze it, grit his teeth. You'd maybe see his, his nostrils flare, and he's thinking that he can't let this continue. Like, he doesn't really care anymore. He's He wants to see an end to Sindor. At this point, Dax is thinking it's it's him or me. I don't know that he'll stop until uh, Sindor is dealt with at this point. So he'll keep squeezing the vial, just letting out some of that frustration. And you hear a sharp crack. And then maybe a little bit of blood like pours out out of his hand as, it, as the vial breaks in his hand. And he'll just throw it to the ground. <sighs> I gotta put a stop to this. And he'll look around the room he's in and notice the the chains, the same chains that were hanging Dunadest up, but in the other cells. And recall that Dunadest had mentioned that he'd need something pretty robust to get into the the building that the Arkanor is in through the top. And he'll take the keys that he that he had to open the cell. He'll open some of the other cells and take off the the chains from the walls. And stow him in his bag. And uh, as he makes his way towards the exit, he'll he'll stop at the base of the stairs and turn to Dunadast and give one kind of quick glance. He he doesn't like what he sees, but he'll give a quick glance to Dunadast and and say, "I'm going to end this." And he'll turn and walk up the stairs. So you exit the dark dungeons. You're Ascending the stairwell, you reach the door that you had stuffed your pick under to wedge it close. You kneel down and pull it out, and as you're kneeling down, you hear a lot of chanting on the other side of the door, and you hear, Waltz, 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 and Boric, Boric, and gasps and cheers, and all sorts of noise on the other side of this door. I will open the door slowly and look at where the fight is going on, see what's going on there. So as you open the door and you look through a little crack, you see Waltz on stage, raise his shield, get bashed by a maul, stumble backwards, toss his broken shield to the side, run and swing his sword, cut the guy, run up, try and tackle him. The guy breaks free and he's preparing to do another swing. So you can tell that Waltz isn't faring too well, but have this dilemma of, this is an excellent distraction, or is there something I should do? Recognizing this fight as a perfect distraction, um, you know, it, it's a pretty exciting fight. Everybody seems really into it, so I don't think there's going to be a better time than right now. So kind of under his breath, 
Dax will say, come on, Walt, you got this. And he will kind of scurry along the wall, hugging hugging the wall, making his way up towards that domed building that houses the Arcanor. All right. Can you roll me a stealth check with a plus four circumstance bonus? I'm going to use my hero point. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, I won't, actually. I'm going to keep that. Uh, 17. Okay. You pause for a moment thinking if you should help your friend, but know that this is a very dire situation and you may not get a better opportunity. And open the door just wide enough, scurry out, and start moving along the wall, ducking behind crates as you go. And we'll cut back to Waltz. So Waltz, Boric, has a small above his head. He's going to swing it downward at you. Oh, no. Does a 22 hit you? Does. Oof, buddy. You got to do something. <laughs> I'm trying, man. <laughs> I'm trying, bro. <laughs> Try harder. <laughs> uh, 13 damage. Roger. So the maul crunches down on your shoulder and you stumble backwards. The crowd gasps. Uh. Oh, no. Waltz, come on. Do something. You're so smart. You're so strong, too. <laughs> and Boric is going to attempt to demoralize you and raises his maul above his head, looking to the crowd, drawing from his gladiator roots where he fought in the pits of Gartha and chants to the crowd. Ah, 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 and the whole crowd erupts. And he's going to attempt to demoralize you. And he nat 20s. <laughs> Dude, I swear oh, I'm not. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I believe it. Hey, it is what it is. Okay. You are frightened too. You are gripped by fear and struggle to control your nerves. Your frightened condition always includes a value. You take a status penalty equal to this value to all your checks and DCs. Oh no. Unless specified otherwise at the end of each of your turns, the value of your frightened condition decreases by one. So for at least two rounds, you're going to take a penalty. So you're going to take a minus two penalty to all of your rolls. As you can tell that Boric's confident, you haven't done anything to make him think that he is going to lose and just from him saying how experienced he is, you feel like he would know if he has the upper hand, and that truly cuts deep, demoralizes you, and it is your turn. Roger that. Okay. Waltz will attack him with his longsword again. He'll grip it with both hands and give an overhand swing more out of fright, I guess, than anger at this point. All right. It, like, stayed on 16 for a little bit and then just went to three. Oof. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> Something's out to get you. All right. Ten. Ten, I think. So you go to swing as his back's towards you as he's yelling to the crowd, savoring all of the admiration he is getting, and you feel like you can catch him off guard. But as you swing, he turns around, and as he's turned perpendicular to you, you just miss and swipe past his back and your sword sticks into the wood and he turns around. <laughs> First time fighting, boy. Waltz will frantically look around, pull his sword from the wood and use step. Okay. It doesn't trigger a reaction, right? He doesn't get, yeah, he doesn't get an attack exactly. opportunity. So yeah. I'll take one step back away from him and I'll use my last action to pull out the dagger that Dunadas gave me in my other hand. Nice. All right. Boric cocks an eyebrow like, if that sword didn't work, what makes you think that little pick will? And he lumbers towards you, dragging his maul along the wood, and then picks it up over his head and is going to do another strike. And a 13 does not hit you, does it? Negative. 
About time. So you're sort of dancing on the tips of your toes, bouncing up and down, ready to dodge. He goes to swing, and you dodge to the side, and it bashes into the stage again, splinters the wood, and then he lets out a frustrated yell as he's going to horizontally swing this. Again, something you're very impressed he can do with such a heavy weapon. And definitely misses, so you duck under this one, and his eyes grow wide, seeing that you're gaining some confidence and successfully dodging some attacks. That'll take us back to you. All right, Boric. And Waltz will attack him with his longsword. Do it. Finally, 25. Oof. And when he is raging, he takes a minus one status to his AC, which makes his AC 15, which makes that a critical hit, bro! Yeah, baby! Yeah. Math, math, okay, math, we can do math, this. Math, we math, got math, it. Math. We got it. You can do it. We just won path by <laughs> Roll 2d8s and add your modifier to each one. Okay. 2d. <laughs> 14. Oh my goodness. You needed that, bro. So as his maul sticks into the ground and he's going to pick it up, you know that's his biggest opening. And you go with your sword in one hand and slash downward and cut deep into his muscle, into his shoulder, trying to weaken that arm that he's used to manipulate this weapon so easily. You can see a huge gash form and blood run down at the crowd gasp. Yes, Waltz, you got it. That a boy, Waltz, you can do it. And you have dealt a lot of damage to him, and you see him stagger for the first time, and he yes. grabs that gash and looks at the blood on his hand and clenches his fists and starts to tremble with rage. What do you do with your second action? As soon as he clenches his fist, I want to take my dagger overhand and try and stab him. Uh, all right. And that's an agile weapon, so your penalty is only minus four for this. Come on, Waltz. Let's get it. Another three, so uh, not not uh, not good. Uh, like maybe a t- I think it's a ten. All right, so you go to swing it, and he sucks back just enough, so your decreased reach with that dagger as your downward slash, you just miss him. Perhaps grazes some of his chest hair. Okay, then I'll use my last action to step one more time to put my back on the edge of the stage. Hmm. All right. So you step backwards, your heels scoot against the edge of the stage. You feel a tug on your pant leg and look down and see Glorm. You got it, buddy. You can do this. Uh, thanks, Glorm. <laughs> That'll take us back to Boric. Boric oh, is panting. Oh, oh, lucky strike. So he's going to use an ability he has called Furious Finish. He is no longer playing around. He feels he's underestimated you a bit. And he needs to finish this fight now because he may not survive another blow like the one you just landed. He's going to pour all of his rage into this blow, meaning whatever happens, his rage is over after he does this because he's putting all of his energy into this strike. I get it now. So however many rounds he has remaining in his rage, that's how much damage he gets to add to this if he lands it. Oh, dang. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah, Yeah. fantastic. (laughs) Wish I had that spell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Taryn, does a 23 hit you? It sure does. Uh, It sure does hit me. Zach, we're not supposed to lose. We're the heroes. (laughs) Uh, Can we change the too well. 11 damage. Roger that. So he swings across 
As you're teetering on the edge of the stage, you try and step to the side as it comes down, but he adjusts, expecting that move, and it crunches down on top of your back as you're starting to weave under, and it makes you fall to a knee with your one arm extended, just keeping you upright as you sort of stumble back to your feet, hazy, disoriented. And are you still standing? I'm still standing. Okay. He He looks at you. So nervous. Exhausted, just panting heavily. You can tell he put a lot into that swing, and you see concern in his face that you're still up as you're both swaying back and forth. And he says, Your luck will run out eventually. It's your turn. What's the matter, Boric? Getting tired? And I'll overhand swing my sword at him. All right. Do it. Am I still frightened or no no more? No, you're no longer frightened. Yep. 28, baby! Ooh, yes! That is another critical hit! Let's Dealing do it! Let's get some better damage ass. here! Let's get some better damage here, boys. What do you say? Yeah, I kill say. him. I say that's do a it. great idea, That's nice. That wasn't yeah. very good. Yeah. That was good, though. Oh. Okay, um... <laughs> that wasn't very good, but that was good, though. <laughs> 18. Oh, I like that number. I like it a lot. As he's stumbling, you raise your sword above your head and you can feel yourself wobble as well, exhausted. And you go to swing downward and you cleave it into his trap and it cuts deep down into his chest and you see blood shoot out as you pull the sword out. And he stumbles, staggers, blood is shooting everywhere. He's panting, waning. But he's still alive. Ah. What? Waltz will mirror that motion on the other side and do a downward strike with his dagger and put all his weight into it. All right. The crowd is on edge. It is completely silent as they all hold their breath. 25. That's Go. 20, 24, 24, 24. Oh, sorry. that's a regular hit. So yeah. damage. So close. Integrity, you know. Yeah, it's nice. I respect it. Max damage, eight damage, and I just want to leave the dagger in him. Waltz, yeah. like he knows he got him. <laughs> Waltz, you sprint up, jump to match his height. He's a good foot and a half taller than you. You jump, raise the dagger above your head, come down and stab it deep into his skull as you land on the ground and his Ooh. eyes look at you glazed over. The crowd is completely silent. He drops the maul, it thuds on the ground, bouncing. He wanes for a moment and then... Timber falling backwards, hitting the ground, and there's a long silence, and the crowd erupts. Everyone's cheering. The crowd erupts. Dax, as you're nearing the base of Scale Keep, you look back, see all the cheering. Walt's standing there, waning back and forth. Dax will just kind of glance over to that stage area and just kind of give a little nod. Good. And then duck behind the next box on his way. All right. Waltz, you're standing there, breathing heavily. People are cheering for you. You're looking at the first person you've killed since that orc back in Mandaru. And I don't know if Waltz made a conscious decision at that point not to kill again, but it seems like he has. So how how is Waltz feeling having just done this? Waltz will immediately drop his sword. Obviously, he doesn't have his dagger anymore, and he'll go up to the body of Boric and try and hold him, see if there's any consciousness there. 
but he'll try and do anything he can to administer first aid to him. He is glad that he defeated him, but he wants to save his life if there's any way that he can. So while it's after the frenzy of that battle that sort of dictated what you had to do, you weren't able to like think through everything. You're just trying to survive. You knew you had to win. And when you kneel down by him, as your caring nature takes over again, you look and realize that you planted that dagger firmly in his head and he is definitely dead. So it's almost like you didn't realize you did that and the finality of your actions are now facing you head on. Waltz will just stay there for a while and hang his head, kind of holding this human that he, or I guess not human, but holding this being that he just killed and immediately feel maybe regret, but also understanding that there was also no other course of action to save more people just feels helpless. So as you're doing that and you're kneeling by this man, the goblin again that was announcing everything climbs onto stage. Uh, uh, Waltz, is it? Waltz will keep his head down and not reply to the goblin. Yeah, yeah, that's Waltz. Uh, just give him a moment. He He's really sensitive when people died. Uh, yeah, like when Krim died, he was sad for days, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the goblin's like, uh, okay. Um, well, uh, I suppose this would make Waltz our new commander. Uh, unless there's any other challengers. And you hear, yeah, let me have a crack at these idiots. Oh, and uh-oh. you turn your head. And the crowd is partying. (gasps) And you see the gates of scale keep opened and starting to close as Geldir is limping into scale keep, holding his side. And that is where we end Holy crap. Oh. This is the best ending ever. <laughs> Unless someone stops me, I'm going to start talking about this. Oh, yeah, man. I want to talk about it too, Ryan, so I, I wouldn't I better really get it But words. contract dictates that I tell everyone to shut up ah, because we talk about that. Those were the two words. We were this close. That's going to be a good downtime, I feel like. have to wait to talk. All right, well. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the downtime. You know how it goes. All right, so thank you guys for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you for all the reviews, the the likes, the upvotes, all the positive feedback. It helps us out so much. We really appreciate it. It seriously is the fuel that keeps us going. So thank you for sticking with us for this long. If you could do us one favor, though. Normally I ask for reviews and likes and all that stuff, but this time I'm going to say, hey, if you have a friend that you think would like Mortals and Portals and you're like, man, I'm too shy to tell them to listen to Mortals and Portals. Dude, it's your friend. Go tell them. Go tell no. them to listen to Mortals and Portals. They'd be like, hey, thanks for doing that. Um, so yeah, if you could do that, if you have a friend. Uh, all my friends are in this podcast, so I can't even, if I tell them about it, they're like, I know I'm in this podcast. So <laughs> you guys got to go out and tell your friends, please. It'd really help us out. So thank I'll you for that. Out, and I would like to thank uh, Joel, who does all of our editing for vocals. Super <gasps> tedious task. I mean, guys, like, seriously, we really appreciate all the work Joel's doing here. We're talking late nights. We're talking changing your schedule. Sometimes we use this program that like sometimes just messes up and then Joel has to like redo stuff and it's not even his fault. Doesn't that suck? And Joel has to deal with you know. that. So thank you, Joel. And also my mic's been having like weird problems where like I get quiet and then Joel has to like manually amplify like just my voice at <laughs> like certain parts as if his job wasn't hard enough. So yeah. dude, thank you, Joel. We really appreciate it. It's all right. Uh, Thanks, that's Joel. a lot of extra work Sorry just to make it sound chair. good. So thank you. And I'd like to thank Taryn, who does all of our effects. Uh, like, 
episode was it episode 20 where you guys are like blowing up the ship and stuff that was that was so many effects in there Taryn spent like forever on that and it shows because like all of the smith shrieks all the sword strikes all the explosions the water the ore uh, blast just the dusting of clothes off just all these things that add so much ambience to it it like sends this into the next level so uh, thank you so much for doing that, Taryn. Like, I, I promise you, like, it, it's one of those things that sounds like, oh, you know, there's only X amount of sound effects. You just got to drop them in. It's like, no, you got to listen to the whole episode. You got to decide, like, at what point is good for sound effects. You got to pour through sound effects. You got to pick the right one. You got to put it in. You got to put it at the right volume. You got to tweak it. You know, sometimes you have to combine, like, five effects that sound like one. And it's just, it's it's a lot of work. So thank you for doing that, Taryn. Really appreciate it. Thanks, fellas. And I'd like to thank Adam, who does all of our original artwork. I'm sure you've seen it by now. And if you haven't, what the heck are you doing? Doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Pull out your phone right now and go to our Reddit or our Instagram or heck, go to our Patreon because there's even more art on there and just check out this art because yeah. this dude is like insanely talented, man. Like it's on there. Really, Thank really you. good stuff. And it's just so fun, like listening to a session and then watching Adam bring it to life with the Patreon sketches um, and just kind of like cementing those moments. And it's kind of like this visual guide for kind of how to picture some of this world. And it's just really, really fun. And it's really cool for me because, like, I, like, vaguely imagine these things. Like, they work in my head. But then Adam, it's, like, he has this ability to, like, perfectly understand what I was thinking. But then, like, fill in the gaps with all the extra detail that, like, I wouldn't think of. Um, okay. So, thank you for doing that, Adam. Super awesome. Um, and I'd like to thank Ryan, who does all of our uh, original music. That's right. I said original. And I'm sure you've noticed they're getting pretty crazy, man. There's all sorts of crazy instruments and sounds. And like, uh, it's to the point where I'm like listening to this and I, I'm like, I have to take a moment to be like, isn't it crazy that Ryan can just do this <laughs> like for us? Like, like, uh, cinematic music is, is, uh, like way more complicated than I, I would think. Like when I really start to listen to the music and just all the layers and overlapping and like tones, and stuff that he's hitting and like like episode 20 was a great example with the pirate ship blowing up and all that stuff like that heroic mm-hmm. music in the fight like throughout it just really like sets the tone super cool so really yeah i'm learning that, that this keyboard actually plays notes when you hit them in the right order rather than just kind of smashing everywhere and seeing what it sounds like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you were just banging with your fist drunk for a while but i mean i got <laughs> that was originally my plan yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you could have fooled me dude it was kind of great so, <laughs> so yeah Uh, Thank you, guys. Love you guys. You guys are awesome. And thank you, listeners. And we'll see you next time, mortals. Dax, now Dunadas' wife walks in and goes, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) With with his two children. (laughs) You monster. (laughs) He has dementia. He didn't even know what he was saying. (laughs) The Arkanor doesn't even exist. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.